On today's show, it's the trade deadline day. Trade deadline day is upon us, and we have five players you should be watching for on today's trade deadline day, plus a bunch of options for the Mavericks to get with their traded player exception. Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. About 200 subs from 10K. Thank you to everybody that subscribed already. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The trade deadline. Dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's the most wonderful time of the year. You can hear this music, right? You can hear how that. Yes, it. <laughs> this music's blasting in my ears right now. But um, we are recording this at 11 p.m. Central Time. So I feel like anybody who records pods right now, gotta you're say, in this like, give them a yeah, timestamp. You got <laughs> to say, you got to say the timestamp. I was on my way home from work uh, today, you know, on Wednesday, and I was, you know, I refreshed some of the pods I like to listen to. And I didn't have any new pods in some of them. And I'm like, yeah, because everybody had to just stop. Because this is like, this is the zone. This is the danger zone of these last, you know, 36 to 48 hours, or really it's like 24 to 36 hours of there's so much crap that's happening right now. And whenever you drop something, something's going to be outdated. But if you're not daily, like we are, I mean, if you put something out, you're kind of just wasting your time. (laughs) Yeah. If you put something out right now, but, but Hey, you're not wasting your time. You're hanging out with us and you hang out with us every single day. We appreciate everybody that does. Five players the Mavericks should be watching, you should be watching, as we hit into trade deadline day. First one, a guy we mentioned a little bit. The Mavs need another playmaker. They need somebody else. It it doesn't have to be a starter-level player necessarily because Jalen Brunson has really stepped into that role from all the things that we've seen, all the rumors, the things like that. The Dallas Mavericks don't want to trade Jalen Brunson, so we'll keep him as a starter for this season and see how it works out, but... Spencer Dinwiddie is a name that we're monitoring and looking at for this trade deadline day. According to the Ringers' Kevin O'Connor, the Wizards don't want Dinwiddie anymore because he's a shell of his former self and his teammates don't like him, right? That's an incredible report. He's had a a down year since coming back from injury. He has not been what the Wizards thought he was going to be, and he could be a name that the Mavericks could try and go get if they need someone to help right now this year to help them make a run into the playoffs. Yeah, if we look at names that we're we're watching, um, you know, on Thursday leading up to once again two p.m. Central Time, uh, there's a locked on trade deadline show. Make sure you tune Ooh, into the that. Plug. The plug. Uh, but if we're talking about names that we're watching heading up to the deadline, especially from a Mavs angle, I'm looking at Dinwiddie. You know, we're looking at a guy who the Mavs have been linked to in the past. You know, before he went to Washington. Them have an interest in him before six five. Tw- he's twenty eight years old. He's about to turn twenty nine here in a couple months. But you know, you look at his contract. You know, he signed that contract in Washington, but he makes seventeen million dollars this year. He makes eighteen million dollars next year. 
18.8 after that. So two more years after this year. But like you said, I mean, why is Washington trying to get rid of him? Because he he hasn't looked, you know, the part of what they thought they would be getting next to Bradley Beal. So if you're Dallas, you know, what does he even look like? You know, I, I go back, you know, on yesterday's pod, I kind of talked about, and I, we'll talk about Buddy probably in a little bit, but if we go back to that Jake Fisher, when Jake Fisher said, hey, the Mavs were interested in, in you know, in that Karis LeVert, 11th hour type thing, he even threw a framework out there of like a Tim Hardaway, that contract with a pick attached. Are there pl- other players out there that Dallas could go after and say, all right, could we swap out these contracts? We'll put a protected pick, whatever, you know, asset it is with it. How desperate is Washington to get off Dinwiddie's money? And if so, would Dallas come, you know, come calling for that with a, a similar package of saying, hey, we'll take on those next two years of Dinwiddie. We'll bring Dinwiddie on and p- bring him off our bench, give us a scoring punch off the bench, and hopefully he can kind of rekindle a little bit of what he had before the season in Washington. Yeah, or we'll give you a player that could actually work for you, in, you know, Tim Hardaway, and, and do something like that, where we, we switch, we flop those players, swap those players out. And uh, was because Bradley Beal's out for the year, so they're not doing anything. So they're just going right. to go, you know, down the tank. So and so you might as well take a chance on somebody like Hardaway. You're like, oh, he could be the six man scorer off the bench that we actually really need. And uh, yeah, that could be the direction for them. But for the Mavericks, I think it makes sense in a way because you need that extra, you need that extra creator. So he's somebody to watch out for. He's got a really low price probably right now, and so um, it probably would not take much at all. You may be able even to just swap straight up. Tim for uh for Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm not sure that the Mavs could put together another trade unless you combine Dwight's money with Maxi's money. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. Or um, you know, you could package Sterling, Trey, and Dwight together to put put a Dinwiddie package together if you wanted to do something like that. But um, yeah, there's there's a couple other a couple ways you could do it, but that's the first name. The second name is one that you already alluded to, is Buddy Heald. Now, according to uh James Boyd, Pacers reporter, he said the Pacers are not trading Buddy Heald ahead of tomorrow's trade deadline per a source. He will make his debut on Friday against the Cavs. However, it's not over till it's over on trade deadline day, right? Like, this yeah. is going to be a theme on this podcast. It's not over till it's over. I mean, if the right deal comes, um, yeah, Buddy Heald could be a name for, for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, he's the highest paid player on the on the Pacers right now. Which is kind is he really? Crazy to think about it that way, but um, Buddy Heald, guy who's uh Feels like he trains in Dallas all the time. I mean, how many times do we see Buddy Hield workout videos of him uh, balling it up, uh, you know, at Prestonwood or whatever it is in, in Dallas? And but I mean, we know Buddy can get buckets. Uh, makes twenty three this year, twenty one next year, nineteen after that. So two more years, kind of a similar type deal uh, of Dinwiddie, except his you know his numbers a little bit higher, but it's you know decreasing in that. And it's kind of the same concept. It's like, hey, if Indiana is just going, you know, going south of this year, they got their guy in Halliburton, Rick got his guy, and they're just kind of selling off pieces. And they're looking at it and saying, all right, we'll switch, buddy, for Tim if you throw a pick in there, if you throw some type of protected pick. So my question is, like, if you're Dallas and if you don't have Tim Hardaway for the rest of the year and they're saying, all right, we we need some type of scoring punch. And we could flop, you know, flip flip those two and flip, you know, Tim for Buddy, and you have them in a similar role. What what are you willing to pay to flip those guys? Is it a hey, we'll give you a, a top twenty, you know, protected first, and if it doesn't convey, it turns into two seconds type of deal. Is it just two seconds? Is it just you know whatever it is? Would Dallas be willing to do that? Would Indiana be willing to do that? I don't know. 
Buddy Heald makes a little bit more money. However, he's off since, since he hasn't signed his contract as recently as Tim has. He's has his deal is one year shorter. So the Mavs would, would save a little bit there uh, on the back end of that deal. His deal also declines too. So he's making 23 million this year, 21 million the next year, 19 million the, you know, the year after that where Tim's uh, has one more year. So it's something to think about somebody to watch, uh, Buddy Heald and Tim Hardaway Jr. are really comparable. I think Buddy is a better catch and shoot, while Tim is a little bit better on the move. Those kind of like, you know, um, those step up, you know, t- like long long twos that Tim takes. I think he's a little better at that than Buddy Heald. Defensively, I, it's a wash. I think. I think probably, I think Buddy's better defensively. It's a it's a wash. <laughs> Buddy's stronger than Tim, so you you give him you probably give him that. He's got more bulk, I think. Uh, he's listed at least as 20 pounds more. And when you look at him, he's definitely bigger than than Tim. But it's definitely something to watch. Uh, right now, it seems like the Pacers aren't going to trade him. But that doesn't mean that they won't trade him. Who knows what's going to actually happen when the trade deadline happens if they get the right price. So coming up, a couple other players in one that you are you're you may oh, not God. like. But hear us out. Hear us out. We'll talk about that coming up. But let me first tell you about BetOnline.com. Net. Bet online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the playoffs as the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl and they're in the big game in a couple weeks. Go check out betonline.net. They remain the best spot for your sports scores, news, and everything this season. Go check out some of their props and lines and see what interests you. It's not just football. Bet online has up to the minute odds on pro football, uh, college hoops. The NBA, the NHL, boxing, UFC, all that kind of stuff. Don't wait to take advantage of the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac <coughs> Harris. A couple more names. We said five more, five names that everybody needs to, to pay attention to at this trade deadline day. Thanks okay. for making this lo- name is not a name they should be paying attention to though. Thanks for making Lockdown Babs your first listen. Again, like Isaac said at the beginning, subscribe to the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. We will have a trade deadline show for you later today if you're listening to watching this on Thursday, hosted by Josh Lloyd and John Corrales, produced by myself. So go check out that subscribe to there. All right. The next name is a name that people need to be paying attention to is uh is Miles Turner, another pacer. Huh. Okay. Uh, right in the same vein as Buddy Heald. Hey, the, the Pacers are not trading Buddy Heald. Okay, well, we've already heard a report from Mark Stein saying the Mavs have already backed off of the Miles Turner thing. Okay, but until it's done, until it's done, that's I don't think that's going to be, I don't think that's over in my mind at least. Um, you know, Jake Fisher reported today, Miles Turner is still being monitored by team executives as a strong trade candidate. And, you know, a bunch of teams have, have registered interest in him. The Blazers, Mavericks, Raptors, Knicks, Hornets, and Kings all have registered interest in Miles Turner. That's still somebody I'd be really interested in. Um, I know we've gone down this road a couple of times, but Miles Turner just w- would fit really well uh, on this team. The Mavs need a rim protector, and he's one of the best in the NBA. I love Miles Turner. I mean, I feel like Rick has, you know, came out pretty strongly over the past few days, you know, heaping his praises for for Turner and um at this point, I'd be kind of surprised if they trade him, but I'm watching me just too. like you are right up until the deadline because, yeah, he would be a great fit in Dallas. Sign me up. And, uh, yeah, I would I would love it if they traded for him. Another name quickly I want to mention, Chris Mannix reported the Mavs are still in the mix for Dennis Schroeder. We've we've talked about this name a little bit. We'll mention him on, a little off, bit. On, Spoiler on. alert. We'll mention him a little bit as a, a, tr- a traded player exception candidate, but 
the Celtics are going to move him. I mean, I from everything I've heard from John Krause, locked on Celtics host, that they're they're going to move him. They have no reason to keep him, and uh, and they want to get rid of him because they're just going to lose him for nothing this offseason. So I don't know what it takes, but that's a name I'm I'm definitely interested. in. I think it would be a win if the Mavs could get Dennis Schroeder as a guy. If Jason Kidd can convince him, come off the bench, be our bench scorer, be the guy off the. You want buckets? You want to get buckets and and up your your trade value? Okay. He coached in the, him in, in LA. Yeah, in these moments, well, maybe that's a, maybe that's a disadvantage because of in that's LA. Why they haven't traded for him? No. <laughs> um, but but yeah, if you want to just get buckets and you want to make some money on your next contract, then boom, come off the bench in these specific moments, get a bucket, go do it right now. Like go, there's nobody else on the Mavs bench that's getting a bucket, right? Josh Green, Frank Nelikina. There's no, I mean, there's nobody else really that's gonna go get you a bucket besides Trey Burke. Yeah, I, I feel like I've said the same thing about Schroeder a lot. If you know, if it's the, you know, one fifty eight p.m. Central Time and you have nothing and Boston sells Schroeder and they're like, hey, we what do you, we take him into your, you know, exception and just give us like a protected second basically for free. It's like, sure. Sign I'm up. a little more into it than I think you are. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about him a little bit in the traded player exception. The last name, the one that you may not expect, <coughs> hear us out before you turn the podcast off, okay? Hear us turn, out. Turn the camera on, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> intern, intern, turn the camera yeah. on. Hit the record button, intern. All right. Russell Westbrook. Oh, God. So many people. I can just, I can feel. It's like it's like uh, Ben Kenobi in, the, in New Hope. It's the, I can just hear the sound of a million voices crying out in anguish. A million voices just cried out in, oh, God, please, no. No. The Michael Scott. No. <laughs> All right. According to Bill Orham of The Athletic, sources have indicated that the Lakers no longer believe they can win at a high level with Westbrook. Oh, you guess? Alongside Shocker. James and Anthony Davis. But prior to Tuesday, the line of thinking was that the Lakers would be unwilling to wave the white flag and admit their summer blockbuster was a failure. Mm, Instead, cool. they would want to wait to the offseason so they could include a 2029 pick and potential deal for another Magic Contract <laughs> player for a new home. Holy Instead, cow. we want to wave the white flag a few months later. We want to, and- <laughs> to wave the white flag in like almost 10 years <laughs> from now. Um, okay, Russell Westbrook obviously is not good, right? He puts up some no. numbers and there are games when he looks really good, but those games have been very few and far between on this Lakers team. And if he cannot succeed next to LeBron and Anthony Davis... It's it'd be hard pressed for me to expect him to succeed against you know or with Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. But what's the angle here? Oh God! I mean, if we're just because we're content guys and we just want to lean into current storylines and stuff. If let's just say the Lakers called Dallas and said, "Hey, what would what would it take for us to swap Russ and KP?" And first off, you just hang up and say no. So yeah, right there you go. Uh, nothing. But is there a scenario when <laughs> Rob Blanca calls and Mark Cuban answers? He says, yeah, you know, I have this non superstar player. Do you want him? <laughs> Remember the Russell Westbrook? He's not a superstar. Mark's like, hey, I have an NFT. You can have of KP. But <laughs> the, Mavs, um, the, the actual Mavs say no. But let's let's talk about this, the scenario and what it would be if. So this is uh, just for the guy, the one Westbrook fan on Twitter uh, that, you know, backs Westbrook. I wonder if that guy's still backing him all the time. Um, there's a bunch it, of them. There are Westbrook stands <laughs> out there. So what would it take for Dallas to entertain it? I think the only route that I I could like put on some glasses, then squint my eyes and then like try to find something. Okay, You're downplaying it too much now. Just give it to us. Is well, 
is if Dallas looked at it from a money saving thing of saying, okay, what would it take? And I would immediately call, I would, if, if you're Dallas, you'd immediately tell the Lakers, well, you're going to take Tim Hardaway's contract. You're going to give us Horton Tucker and you're going to give us an unprotected first. And before it even, and then, so if you do, if you look at it that way, Westbrook, Horton Tucker for K, you know, Westbrook, Horton Tucker, unprotected first in 2027 for KP and Tim Hardaway. And you look at it and you say, okay, well, next year kind of equals out money wise, 58 million, you know, for Russ and Horton Tucker, 52 million for KP and Tim. But the big thing, <laughs> 50 million for Westbrook and Horton Tucker doesn't sound that bad until you're like, oh, wait, 40 of it is going to Westbrook. <laughs> yes. But then you look at it, it would, it would all be centered around that next year of that yeah. 2023. If Dallas wanted to look at it and say, we want one last big swing at free agency and everything before that, that, you know, Luca extensions up. Because if you did that deal, you would be creating around 50, you know, around $44 million in cap space in 2023 because you wouldn't have, you know, KP and Tim on the books because Westbrook going into next season is just an expiring to where KP has a year on top of that that he's going to be picking up. So you basically only have on your books the Horton Tucker contract around $10 million. And then, you know, obviously it depends on how you view about view Horton Tucker. You also get a first round pick in that. But it'd be more about creating the cap space, you know, for 2023. I, once again, this sucks. Don't do it's it. A, it's right. an asset accumulation deal, right? I, the, the, when you when you put it the way you put it, it's like, okay, the the is Tim Hardaway and Chris Porzingis working out for the Mavericks the way that they thought? Probably not, right? You know, Tim is hurt right now. Tim wasn't playing really well even before he was hurt. They gave him that deal. Maybe they have buyer's remorse immediately on that. Chris Porzingis seems like he's he's healthy for eight games and then he's out for five games. It just seems like the way it's going to be. If the Mavs want to try and get off of that somehow and get off of that early, then take on the worst, the way worse money in, in Russell Westbrook. You hope with all with your heart of hearts, your 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 <laughs> like most optimistic heart of hearts that Jason Kidd could talk some sense into him or figure out a role for him that would work with the Mavs, and it probably wouldn't. But and then you get Horton Tucker in the in the first round pick, right? So you kind of clean the slate a little bit earlier because it's only two more years for Westbrook this year and the next year. You get the you get Horton Tucker, you get the first round pick, which you can then use, at, you know, in in the off season and send send all anywhere else, right? You have Horton Tucker. Well, as a, well as Russ, a, if the route of you know if once again if this dumb deal happened, you know, would kid go to Russ and say, listen. Let's do for you what, you know, OKC, some of these teams have done for Chris Paul or another vet. Come in. I've coached you. Come in this season. Play your role. Be a pro. Come off the bench for us. Kind of rehab your image a little bit. Get some buckets. Run the second unit. Let's see if we can you know, do some noise in the playoffs. He's not closing games. Once again, it would be super hard for him. He wouldn't be able to do this. He wouldn't but, do this. But. And then say. <laughs> the, more, the more you talk about it, you're like, No. And then say in the offseason, hey, then your expiring contract, we'll use, you know, first round pick, whatever. We'll try to get you somewhere. You still have the cap space that you created and all that. But if I'm Jason Kidd, I would go to Westbrook and say, all right, listen to me. (laughs) We're spending too much time on this crap. I think it's interesting. No one believes in you right now. No one. (laughs) No, Literally, no one. Go out and shoot He's like, like thirty times. Jason Kidd goes, "Hey, look, one of my assistants showed me this, and we know this is true because one of the Mavs assistants told us that he's on this. This is Reddit. Look at <laughs> look at NBA Reddit and just read your name through this. Look at look at all these quotes about you, and just everyone thinks that you're just out. That you're just you're just done. <laughs> How that pissed would he be with Jalen Brunson starting over? That you're finished. <laughs> Listen, 
we got a thing going. We're going to start <laughs> Jalen Brunson. But this is what I got for you. You're going to destroy second units. Think about what it's going to do for your career. Think about what it's going to do for your image. Because it's right now. destroy the backboard. Because nobody believes in you. But I'm Jason Kidd and I believe in you. Because. This is a positive world. <laughs> It's a positive world, and I'm I'm here for you. Hey, I'm done I, with this. Hey, we got to move on. Hey, I had to do this. I had to change my role. It's time for you and your career to change your role. I've done this before. Okay, so let's try this. And you only have to do it for a year. Hey, let's say if you hate it so much, if you hate this so much, Russell Westbrook, turn down that player option. Go get go get what you're oh, go go get what you're given. Go get what you're owed. Right? You've earned it. You feel like you've earned it. You literally told the Lakers and the Lakers media, hey, I've earned this. I should be closing games. Okay, turn down the player option. Go somewhere else. But if you're going to stay here with us for the next two years, you're coming off the bench. Coming up next, we're going to talk about trade candidates to go into the TPE, $10.8 million. Who could they absorb into the... I want people uh, to know that that was your idea, and it's not mine. Like Some people think I'm a, I'm a rogue Lakers fan, because uh, I grew up a Lakers fan, that, that everyone's like... Oh, oh you're he's not a just, rogue Lakers fan. No, but as content as content people... I th- we, the, we asset look at, play, the asset play is interesting. I really do think it is. But, but we look at hot storylines around the league. How can it relate to the Mavs? And no matter who's out there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of something for us to talk about on the pod and be like, dang, is there an angle? Could Dallas get in there somehow? What would make sense? I wouldn't do this, but I'm just saying. Like, I find the Jason kid talking to Russell Westbrook and trying to convince him of all that very interesting. <laughs> no, we, we talked about the other day how he really likes a challenge, right? He's he's can Russ would lead, practice on Christmas. He can lead Belgium a bit. All right, coming up. Let's get into the traded player exception options. These are the <laughs> players not making $44 million. We'll talk about the ones the Mavs could acquire for almost nothing. We'll talk about that coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, Russell Westbrook is a do-it-yourselfer. He does it himself by going to the rim. He misses some layups. He misses a bunch of shots. But you know what? He's going to build that house brick by brick. And if you're going to build your car part by part, you need to get it at Rock Auto. Get all those parts at Rock Auto. Save time and money by going to rockauto.com. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck Write in Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. So when you get something, get to the end. Write in Locked On so they know that we helped that we uh, we helped you find them out. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris. The traded player exception. The Mavericks created a traded player exception when they sent uh, Josh Richardson to the Boston Celtics for Moses Brown. Moses Brown, by the way, got sent down to the Texas Legends, which I found interesting. I feel like they should have been doing that more (laughs) since they haven't used him very much in the actual Mavs lineup. But they have this exception now. uh, $10.8 million. So they can absorb one player into that contract, or they could do several if they do it in separate deals. But they cannot add that to something else. You can't say, okay, we'll send Dwight and the traded player exception for a $20 million player. You can't do that. But you can just, you can take in a player with it or several players and you can't do like Dwight for Dragic and it's like, oh, there's eight million left over. We can just throw that into you know the TPE and all that stuff. You can't do that. Yeah, that's like the inverse of what I just said earlier. But yeah, exactly. you're completely right. What are some options? Who are some players the Mavericks could actually add with the TPE? I mean, gosh, I feel like we've heard this name, you know, a lot. Uh, the Rashawn Holmes stuff, um, you know, in Sacramento. What does Sacramento do? I mean, no one knows what Sacramento's doing at any time, but 
if they continue to look to trade off some pieces, um, you know, it's Rashawn Holmes, the odd man out. I don't think he played last night. Um, you know, some I think there's a pro out there that, that you know they might be trading him on Thursday, but you know, he makes you know ten point three this year. He does, you know, he's under a contract extension though, so he, he's under contract for a, a few years. This isn't just a hey, just throw a Dennis Schroeder expiring four million in there type thing. Yeah. This is a commitment to him. So if you do bring him in for let's just say free, let's say they were trying to get rid of him for, just for free. If they don't think he fits with Sabonis and then he wants to start and they're you know they're trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah. So now I mean, look how much money you have in your you know in your big man <laughs> rotation at that point. Basically, him and Dwight's making the same amount of money, same type of you know role on the team. Maxie's making eight million. KP's making his thirty something million. Like I mean. Now you have a ton of money. Well, I mean, what is that? 70 million? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think they only use this TPE on a big, and I think there's only two bigs on our list, but I think they only use it on a big if they've sent a big in another move, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if the Mavs they, also have yeah. the Mavs also have some really injury prone bigs, right? We've seen the last couple of games, Maxi returned the other night, but KP and Maxi out, all of a sudden it's like it's just Dwight and Chris and Marquise Chris, and that's it, right? So even though the Mavs have a bunch of centers, they need some they need a reliable center. So yeah, well, I don't they, it's I like, don't think Sacramento does this. It doesn't really make any sense unless the Mavs send another uh send something with it, but like a you know, a pick or something like that. I guess it could only be a pick, but he's a name that, that that's interesting and he fits. Yeah, well, it's like what you said of like, if they sent out, let's just say hypothetically, they did end up giving up something for Dragic, and it's just not just a yeah. Dragic goes somewhere, he gets bought out, and he comes to Dallas for free. If they did do a Dwight Powell, Sterling Brown for Dragic type of thing, then they turn around and say, okay, we'll take Rashawn Holmes into the you know TPE. And I mean, they should if, if the Kings would do that, I didn't think they should just take him into the TPE anyway, no matter if they're going to get a if, Yeah, well, if they're going to yeah. get rid of a big or not. But the this next guy that we're going to talk about, Serge Baca, he's a guy that also fits with it. The Clippers have this weird three man center lineup that just hasn't really worked out at all for anybody. And unless they do something else with Zubats, which there's been rumors about that, you know, Serge Baca is probably the center coming out. He's on a nine point seven million dollar expiring deal. So he's expiring. He's he's not played the, the greatest. So maybe he just needs a change of scenery. Uh, and so that one that one could make sense for the Mavs. And he's been he's been linked to the Mavs in the past. You know they've had interest in him in the past. I I would love y'all know I'm a sucker for vets on this team. Okay, I, I feel like I've just they been need like one. I I wanted Iguodala. I want Dragic. We were pissed. <laughs> we were pissed when Berea got cut for freaking Wesley Owandu. And not his fault. <laughs> um. But so, yeah, for me, I'm like, man, if you can add a, add a vet to this team, I mean, he's 32, shooting 38% from three, you know, this year. Once again, he's obviously getting older. He's not playing like the Serge Ibaka that we've been used to playing, but we're seeing. But if you could add him for basically free, like sign me up for it, man. Like, yeah, I'm for here sure. for that. Bring him off the bench. Couple of, uh, here's one wing player we have on here. Let's say the Sixers get in some kind of deal and they're taking back too many players and they need to get off of a player's contract. Danny Green can fit into this traded player exception, and the Mavs could take back Danny Green. Uh, he is not the Danny Green the Mavs wanted to sign two years ago that we were all excited mm. about, but he's a, a wing coming off the bench. He could he could you know hit some threes, play a little defense. Um, he's not going to replace Dorian or Reggie Bullock to you know by any stretch of the imagination. He would infringe on Josh Green and Frank Nilakinas, but he would be a vet that has been to the finals and has won finals. So that would be an incredible move for the Mavs, I think, to add somebody like that 
with just his experience, not even his you know level of play at this point. But that's a name that I'm looking for if the if the Sixers get in some kind of you know move and they need to move another player off because they can't um, take back as many players as they need to send off Simmons. Yeah, kind of similar thing. Same thing as Ibaka in the sense of hey, an, an older vet who's aging, but would add a vet presence to the locker room, but just isn't you know the same player that he once was, but it's just a wing version of that. You know, shooting thirty eight percent from three. $10 million this year, $10 million next year. Um, if it's also base- only 34, we talk about him like he's dead, but. <laughs> but it's also one of those things that like, we're all watching the Simmons Harden stuff. Yeah. We don't know how that's going to shake out. If it does shake out and it's like this massive deal, Philly could be looking around the league saying, all right, we need somebody with cap space or somebody with a traded player exception to take on Danny green. And Dallas could be like, Hey, you know, we'll, yeah, we got we'll a take thing. him. We got a thing. Yeah. Well, to where OKC might be saying, we'll take him if you attach a draft pick. Dallas could come in and say, we'll take him for free. You don't even have to give us a pick. We'll just yeah, absorb right. him into that, you know, TPE. Yeah. So. OKC says, hey, we'll take a pick with him. No, you don't even yeah. have to do that with us. You know, I mean, it'd be cool, but like that could be that, you know, Dallas is bargaining. You know, I like that one. that one. That one maybe is my favorite of this list. For free. Like, we're not saying Danny Danny Green's gonna come in and you know play 30 minutes a night. He's gonna save the season, or whatever. But like it's if a you better move him, than the JJ Reddick one last year. Yeah, yeah. But if you could add him in to your you know rotation off the bench, yeah. Danny Green, Maxi, Reggie Bullock coming off the bench. Let's do this. Okay, got four point guard names. We've talked about a couple of Ooh. these point guards before, but uh Alec Burks is a name we mentioned before. Not yeah, sure. Sign me up. The- not sure what the Knicks are doing. This is your favorite one. This to me is, I mean, him and Rashawn Holmes are the best players on these lists, or at least they're playing the best right now. And so I don't, I don't see a reason why the Knicks would do this. However, the Knicks have done things in the past that <laughs> we didn't know what they were doing. So if he wants a better home, they want to try and figure out how to get off of his money or something like that. The Mavs, the Mavs could accept him into the, into the exception. Yeah. I love, I love Alec Burks. Uh, if we just stay on the Knicks, you know, obviously Kemba's name is still there. I mean, I feel like you read different things about Kimba. They can't even like find anybody. Will he be, you know, a buyout guy? Will they just get a second for him? Something like that. But uh, he's obviously a name you'd watch for this too. Yeah, both of these guys have two years left, right? So some of the other guys are expirings, but um, but Burks has two years left. So it's this year and the next year. Nine point five million this year. Ten million the year after that. Uh, Kemba Walker is eight point seven this year and nine point one the year after that. So you're accepting more money for next season, but somebody to come in and help you now, especially if you need somebody to get a bucket for you. Maybe yeah. they can, you know, f- figure out a good role for Kemba Walker. Maybe Jason Kidd helps Kemba Walker in a way that Tom Thibodeau has no idea how because he can't play him thirty eight minutes. And you know, and you know, Nico's probably asking the question right now of how much better is Kemba Walker than Trey Burke? And yeah. That's the question you're basically asking yourself. And are you willing to, you know, pay a little bit more money, have another year of Kimba next year? I mean, when he plays, yeah. he's much better than than Trey Burke. The problem is, is he going to play? Trey Burke's probably better defensively, but Kimba Oof, gives man, you that's true. But Kimba does give you that X factor, like wild card of is there a playoff game that Kimba drops twenty eight points off the bench, and it's like. Oh, there's our Jason Terry. <laughs> like, mm. you know, no, that's, our, he'd be out of the Peja, right? Yeah, it's like something, <laughs> like, something like that. And uh, I mean, he he had a 44 point game this year. Yeah. And he I had feel a like a 44 point, game, point game this year in December. Has he been in the hospital ever since? Let's I, see. In December 23rd, he had a 44 point game and he's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> 10, 11, 12 games since then. He's okay, missed, so he's he, missed he, about he, the same number of games. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, he's had a 40 point, 44 point game, 29 point game, a 26 point game, a 21 point game. So he has the ability, you know, in the right role to, to light it up. And so, yeah, yeah. if the maps could figure out that, um, DJ Augustine, this is my least favorite name on this list. I think, I think, no. he's, I think he's done, but did you say he, Dion, right? But he fits in it. Delon Wright is another name. Dion Wright, as our as our friend Chris Arnold called him the other night when the Mavs played them. Um, and then the last one, Dennis Schroeder, is a name that we also mentioned. If you had to rank these four point guards that we have for your most interested in to least interested in and accepting with the TPE, what would they be? Oh, definitely Alec Alec Burks. If we're making Burks a point guard, but um, Burks definitely number one. I'd put Kimba two. Uh, Schroeder. You put Kemba over Schroeder. Yeah. You're that down on Schroeder? I don't know. There's just weird vibes. Like, how, how many teams does he go to now that it's like, ah. I know, but it worked mm. out so well for him in the OKC. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I, I'm not, like, bummed if they get him for free. But I'm not, like, lining up to give up assets for Schroeder. And it's like, but come off the bench, play some defense, get some buckets. I would just almost like if they're the same cost, you know, you're basically getting for free. Then I would almost swing for Kemba in that sense. And I mean, I could look, I could be very, very dumb for feeling that way. But interesting, just, interesting. I'm I'm higher on Schroeder, but I, I like the Kemba one too, especially because that's another veteran. He hasn't really been far in the playoffs, but he's a veteran that can come and help the team. I, I will say I think Schroeder could play alongside Luca if you want to play some of those minutes together better than a Kemba and Luca right now. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I was listening to, I think I was listening to Zach Lowe, and he said Schroeder has to be a guy that plays, a guard that plays next to somebody. He's not necessarily a guard that is just on his own. Uh, so I think he could work well next to Brunson and or Luca. Yeah, very well. I I will throw one more name out there. Um, mm. I've, I've never talked about this name before. Manchester Harrell. Um, <laughs> <Stop. laughs> you have uh, talked about that name before. He, he would fit in the trade player exception. So if the Wizards do want to get off a name... I'm out on him. He's my he's my Dennis Schroeder. Like the same way you feel I'm about Schroeder. I'm not out on Schroeder though. I'm out on Harold coming to the You're Mavs. all the way out on Harold. I think he's a fine regular season player, but only the just the first half of the regular season. <laughs> um campaign. No, he's too he's too valuable now. You missed yeah, on that he's... one real bad. <laughs> Did I though? No. You called him the worst player in the NBA. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take our L's. All right, that there was, you go. That was way back in the day. We'll have a, <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> we'll 16 have months our, ago. We'll have our trade, trade deadline show on the Lockdown NBA channel. Go check that out, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom!